there. My name is Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 48. Uh, Fear Street, part one, 1994. I got the title right. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, you've been on a roll with that title. I know. Uh, I toot my own horn here. So, yeah, Fear Street, 1994. <clears throat> uh, Netflix movie based on the R.L. Stein book series. Uh, I'm sure everyone's familiar with R.L. Stein from Goosebumps. I never read the Fear Street stuff. I was, uh, I was like their teenage version. I was a little younger. I just stuck with the Goosebumps. I thought that was the coolest stuff. But I guess the Fear Street was the more hardcore one where they'd have actual blood and gore. Yeah, I actually didn't even know this was a series until you said something. I don't, it was just like episodes ago we were talking about 90s stuff and then you yeah. were bringing this up. I didn't even know he wrote these. Um, I wrote, I read a lot of Goosebumps growing up, but I never even heard of uh, Fear Street. Yeah, I still have a pretty good Goosebumps collection of originals. I think I'm missing like ten. And Hastings went out of business, so it's like I couldn't find good used books anywhere, and you never find them anymore at Goodwill. There was a rush ever since the Goosebumps movies. I started collecting before those, but those Jack Black movies made everyone go buy them out of the store. So yeah, I, I can't find them. But they're, they're cheap on eBay. I could probably get the last 10 I need for like fucking 30 bucks. I should complete the set. Uh, so it's released on July 2nd. And uh, directed by Leigh Janiak. Janiak? I don't know who that is. And I can't click on her name. She must not have a history here. Uh, I was looking at it earlier. Yeah, I think this is kind of her breakout. Breakout. Uh, I guess film. she did the Scream series on MTV, which makes a lot of sense. So I'm sure we'll get into that. But it's mostly like TV stuff. I never watched that Scream series. I heard good things, but I'm not, I don't know how it went. I watched it when it premiered, and it fucking pissed me off so much that I haven't watched since. Um, but I think it had yeah. to do with the broadcast. Like during the, um, and this came out, I don't know when, 20, I'm taking a stab in the dark, 2015 maybe, when the episode premiered, the pilot. And I remember watching the show and there was like the um, what's that called at the bottom when they have text that go across whatever that is called that ticker. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of like music video stuff and artist stuff. And like all these little things started popping up on the screen MTV. And it was just like, it felt like one big ad and I'm like, I can't fucking do this. Um, and it was kind of felt corny. So that was kind of the last, my only introduction to that scream show, but apparently she um, worked on that. Yeah. I heard it was okay, but uh, the, what turned me off was the mask, bro. I saw the mask they were using. I was like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. What the fuck? Why wouldn't you just use a normal one? Yeah. So stupid. I love me some Scream, dude. Uh, all right. So we'll so just get into it. Uh, starts off. When did it start? Oh, yeah. It started off in the mall, right? That was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Starts off. It's got a good little tone going. I'm like, all right. This yeah. reminds me of very much Scream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And uh, I like that girl from the beginning. I was disappointed she wasn't there very long. The girl from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Like the uh, she worked at the ice cream shop with that dude. That girl's That's pretty Maya sweet. Maya Hawk. I was really happy to see her. She's Uma yeah. Thurman and Ethan Hawke's uh, daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, could, I see it now that you say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's cool. And then uh, it's a very interesting beginning. Set in  and uh, 
I don't know. I wasn't that old in 1994, but the mall felt to me a little bit more like late 90s, early 2000s mall. Yeah. Like when they went into like the Zoomies or not Zoomies, but the like Spencer gifts type of store that I, I think that guy worked in and everything's black light and stuff. I yeah, like, I, yeah. feel like, I feel like all this stuff didn't hit to a little bit later. Right. 94. But all right. I, I still have some nostalgia for the look of it. It was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, she's a uh, gets hunted by this dude in the skeleton mask, which I think is another nod to like scream, just a somebody who takes a basic already uh, available Halloween costume, you know, and starts using it to murder people. I mean, that, that scream ghost costume was available before the movie ever came out. And uh, it was so genius to use that. Yeah. And, then, and now you have an iconic, uh, like slasher franchise costume mm-hmm. already made. You don't got to make it. It's already there. Right. Boom. right. So yeah, they kind of did that with the, the skeleton one. Uh, and it ended up being like her friend. I thought that was really cool. And interesting, like, which possesses people in this town every once in a while. Uh, so it started off real good. And now it's just, it ends up being just the intro, like Scream. Like yeah. it ends up ends up being your Drew Barrymore uh, moment where you think it's going to, oh, Drew Barrymore's in this. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because so, I thought the same thing, which is funny because there's two Scream references that I caught. One's a fucking huge one, which um, it's kind of funny that, <clears throat> we watched this movie and scream is kind of involved because for the first time, believe it or not, as a film guy, believe it or not, uh, yesterday or the day before I sat down and wrote down my top 10 personal favorite movies of all time. Like my, just my 10 favorite movies ever. I've never done that before. I had really had to think about it and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, scream is on that list. Scream is definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. I've seen that movie so many fucking times. So I'll continue watching it. So I know that movie like the back of my hand and the opening with Drew Barrymore, her death is almost shot by shot, shot for shot in this movie. Like she's running. Oh yeah. Where she, she comes behind her, grabs her and stabs her yeah. in the chest. And then he gets on top of her. Like that's like shot for shot and scream. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And the other thing like you just brought up, which is why I'm remembering this, but um, it does feel like the Drew Barrymore thing, but it's kind of weird that, I mean, I like Maya Hawk a lot and I hope I keep seeing her. I think she's got a pretty bright future. She's a pretty good actress, but I feel like they could have casted somebody with a little more clout. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If you want to get that, because Drew Barrymore was a pretty big deal in '96. Like we all know who, who Drew Barrymore was. So yeah. Um. So I thought that was kind of interesting. They didn't go with somebody a little, a little more popular. But yeah. And uh, regardless, it, I thought it was an interesting, um, a pretty good opening, and a little. I don't know if you caught this. It happens really quick. But she was a Watkins. Her name was Heather Watkins. No, I didn't see your. It was like in the credits that. when they're doing all oh. the like, file stuff for her. <clears throat> yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I think the probably budget is why they didn't get a big name like Barrymore because there's no one oh, big yeah, in yeah. this really, uh, and it does look like a, you know, a Netflix movie. It doesn't look mm-hmm. like a feature film to me when I look at it, which is, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but it's just something about Netflix movies don't look feature to me. Yeah. Uh, Bird Box did, but weren't you telling me that wasn't like a Netflix exclusive that went to theaters or something? No, Bird Box was Netflix, I believe. Okay, that one looked like a movie to me. But other than that, most of them I can, I can like, okay, this looks a little Netflixy. This is slightly like a one ring below feature film. Yeah. Like, I don't know, something about the, the photography and stuff. Um, yeah, then we get into the real story. 
I'm drawing a blank. Go ahead, take it away. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so then, uh, cue in a character named Dina, who has a younger brother. I forget his name, Ben or something. What's his name? <clears throat> uh, da, 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 Josh. Anyway, so Dina and Josh um, have this alcoholic father, and Josh is like, um, he's that character in the movies that has the fucking the map on the wall and. He's following all the cases. He's like the, the basement dweller guy. I'm the D&D basement dweller nerd dude. Um, and she is just like, I don't know. I thought she was kind of one-dimensional. I mean, I don't really know. She's just a band member who is, who is in a breakup with, a, with somebody named Sam, who we haven't met yet. And that's basically it. Then they go to school, and we meet her friends. Um, and then that, nothing really happens until... until all the while... Like you said, banging '90s soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like an established. Like I think when they they first walk in the school, it does it. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe <laughs> yeah. in. Oh, oh like, shit! Dude, Get some bush in there. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish more movies were set in. I wish we kind of get away from the '80s because the '80s nostalgia movie stuff has been done to death. So yeah. I would like to get some '90s in there because '90s. Is like one of my personal favorite genres of music. I fucking love '90s music. Yeah, it's got um, good music like the '80s, and it's very colorful like yeah. the '80s. So it's, it looks good on film. Mm -hmm. So then we we get to a memorial uh, for the for Heather, the gal that dies in the opening um, at this football field where these two opposing teams are there to like have this memorial. But then there's a fight that breaks out. Meanwhile, uh, Dina is. We're introduced to Sam, who is her ex-girlfriend, and they're having like some weird breakup thing. Yeah, they lead it. The, the thing they lead that up. They they build that up. <laughs> they build that relationship up. That he's like, keep talking about her. Are you talking? Are you stuck on Sam again? She's yeah, like she's got like letters. a little box she's holding on yeah. to. She's trying to like pawn it off on her friends to give she it to her. Writing little letters that like "fuck you, Sam," or yeah. she cross it out and think of something else to say. And they keep building it up, and then we see the football team. It's like two opposing cities. What was it like, Summer, uh, Somerville, and then a uh, Shady Side? Yeah, they're very similar. I don't remember what the names. Yeah, were. I yeah. think Shady Side was like the shitty one where all the murders happened, and then Somerville like hasn't had a crime in thirty years or mm -hmm. something. They said or a violent crime. It's like the perfect city. And Sam moved there with their family, and then we see that them and there's this guy and he's grabbing this cheerleader's ass, and so you're like, okay, and she just keeps staring, and then we're like, okay, that's Sam. And then later they introduced that the cheerleader with the ass being grabbed was Sam. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was a weird buildup to all this. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> She's a lesbian. I go, whoa, crazy. Yeah. I was like, I, they, they built it up so hardcore. I thought it was going to be something more significant. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was, but I was like, definitely felt they're building it for something. I didn't think it was going to be that, though. Yeah, it, it feels it feels a little out of touch. Well, well, here's the argument because I, I see both sides because I, I somewhat agree with you in the sense that like, dude, it's 2021. It's not a surprise to have lesbian characters or gay. Like it doesn't there's no surprise. there. like, oh, you know, like. But I guess in 1994, 1994 yeah. is a, so I, I, that's the, the, the counter argument, I guess. But still. that's before Ellen came out, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that didn't that didn't bother me too much. But I think their relationship bothered me the most because I don't find any chemistry with like. Both of them are like these downer characters. Like they're not having fun the whole movie. They just have this 
stare the whole time. Like, there's no chemistry yeah. between them. I don't what know. What was it the just... What was the main girl's name again? Dina. She was. A... She's very unlikable. She was hard yeah. to like. Every time she speaks, it's just like a bitchy talk and squint, <laughs> squinting her eyes and yeah, yeah. attitude about everything she says. <clears throat> so she's hard to like as the main character. Yeah, I agree. Which I think I was texting you last night where I was cooking because you were kind of going, talking a little bit about it last night. And I thought Josh was a far more interesting. Her little brother was a far more yeah. interesting character. Yeah, well, he's um, on the, the he's computer like, like messaging yeah. about murder. You, you, I like that. There's, they throw a couple red herrings like Scream. Mm-hmm. Like all good horror movies should do. Uh, so you think maybe this kid's involved with some kind of murder because he's just on some murder chat line and calling some chick your highness and talking about. <laughs> it's like the, I love the, the username was like queen of air and fire or some shit. Yeah. And he's like, he has a blanket <laughs> draped over the PC when he's yeah. typing. Cause uh, yeah, I thought he was going to be a little creepier than he was. Mm-hmm. So then this leads to, um, this leads to a fight on the field because some of the, the, like you were saying, the, the opposing cities are on the, the, the football teams of the opposing cities are on this field and they get into an altercation. There's a big fight that breaks out between them. And then we get to the sunny or shady sides bus going back to shady side and the Sam's boyfriend, who is just the fucking one of the quintessential movie dicks for no mm-hmm. good reason. Cause you always got to have one of those. Um, he chases the bus down with his car and they're throwing shit at the bus. And um, then uh, Dina throws, what was it? Like a water cooler? Yeah, a water cooler. Yeah, it was like a Gatorade, like Gatorade. Gi- giant cooler thing. And they never touched on this to my knowledge, but she gets a nosebleed right before. And I thought that was going to be like a big deal, but I don't think they ever go back to that. But regardless, she throws a water cooler at the back of the yeah. bus. It hits the car. Uh, Sam and her boyfriend veer off and crash into the woods. Um, and then Sam stumbles out kind of covered in blood and she puts her hands in this um, this uh, plot of dirt, like red dirt. And then she like sees a bunch of visions and red and witches and trees yeah. and eerie sightings. Um, and then that kind of spawns the rest of the and plot. Blair Witch, Blair Witch yeah. moment right there. She was very hairy. I don't know, like a horse, or something. <laughs> like a fur. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, bitch was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, kind of uh, shallow reason, but yeah, she she got out of the car and touched some dirt on accident. Yeah, which is like, don't you fucking touch my plot of land. Mm-hmm. Comes after her, and yeah. Uh, throughout the movie, kind of people's noses bleed when they're like having their possession or whatever, or the witch. And uh, yeah, her nose did bleed in the bus and they never really spoke about it. Or she she had no reason to be possessed, though. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. But I guess getting ahead of us, I mean, maybe we should just because then we can kind of go through the beats. Basically, the plot for the rest of the movie is that uh, the um, the dirt <laughs> that Sam kind of disrupts is the burial site of this witch named something Sarah Finn or something like that. And because she disturbed her bones, she put out yeah. a curse basically on Sam and all these other past serial killer people that she's already possessed come and try to haunt or try to kill her. And then through that movie, they're just trying to protect Sam. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the skeleton killer was killed in that first scene like he killed the girl on top of her stab, and then a cop comes up behind him and shoots him in the head. Uh, and then later on, 
when the skeleton killer comes to kill all these girls because he's searching for the Sam who messed up the plot uh, and they can sense their blood or something. There's some yeah. plot line about that. And um, somehow they rip the mask off and it reveals they, they see that it's the kid who the murderer from the mall and he's got a bullet wound in his head. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I expected, like I expected that to be like a, a normal person. Yeah. You know what I mean? All a scream, like one of their friends or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was pretty cool. So make it more Michael Myers and supernatural. You know? <clears throat> but so there's three serial killers. There's that one, the skeleton guy. Then there's the Jason Voorhees character. Mm-hmm. It's a guy with a bag over his head and an ax that apparently is from the, uh, the camp murders. I forget the name of the camp, but that's going to be part two. Yeah. And then there's the chick from like the fifties mm-hmm. who, who like slit her wrists yeah, and sixties or something, <clears throat> something like that. And uh, so those are the three, uh, the girl with the razor is not very interesting. Uh, Jason is okay. I guess as a Jason kind of rip off. They, t- they used him the most kind of once they really get into it. And then the skeleton guy, uh, I thought was the coolest one. And I was really disappointed that it wasn't kind of like the main mm-hmm. thing, which you think it is from the trailer. There's a lot of subversion going on in this movie and uh, Last Jedi stuff where they, uh, you know, go a different way than you probably thought they were going to. Hey, now be careful with your Last Jedi shit. <laughs> so that's just the, the metaphor now. Last Jedi is a metaphor. For- <laughs> How dare you? Doing the opposite um, of what people think you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, where does that? Oh, yeah. So they. So okay, what's the name? Yeah, Josh. So Josh kind of finds out that the three killers that you just described are after Sam. And there must be like they they think that maybe they've disturbed or they find out that they maybe they disturbed the 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 burial site, or whatever. So they go back out there and they try to like fix it. Um, and that doesn't work. The Jason Voorhees guy comes after them and um, they find out that it's, they can sense her blood. And like throughout this time, she's kind of been coughing blood everywhere. And this, like mm-hmm. this guy who keeps wearing the shirt full of her blood <laughs> throughout half the movie. So I like that character. Him. He was, he was, yeah, one he, of was my favorites. he was fun. Um, so then they go to this, go to their school, the high school at night, and they have some sort of plan to um, get rid of all these serial killers or to destroy them, which I thought was fun. I like, I like when movies have the little montage plan. They, what they, they did prodigy, I think Firestarter, but they had a prodigy um, montage where they kind of doing all this stuff around the school and you're kind of waiting for the trap. I was kind of, usually when they do this in movies, the trap goes wrong and then it's like suspenseful, but, in this case, the trap went fine, which I kind of thought was lame, but because um, that's what makes it suspenseful, right? You see all the trap, you're like, "Yeah, here we go, here we go, here comes the trap," and then things start to fall apart. And you're like, "Oh, how are they gonna? How are they gonna? Went, you know?" It was kind of interesting that uh, when they do that, that the the murderers are only interested in the target. Yeah, like, uh, and they'll just walk right past other people, mm-hmm. which is kind of different. Usually. Even like Michael Myers, you know, he's after Lori, but he murders everyone in the fucking way. He doesn't just walk past you. So that, that was an interesting, uh, something different that they did. Yeah. 
So they basically trapped them into the bathroom and, and set up a bomb for more or less. And it, um, all the, the three serial killers explode and they come back in there and see all the remains and the guts and all this shit. And then they and start T-1000. The T-1000, all the little parts are coming back together and they start to form again. Um, so then mm. they run into a different room and they're being chased again by Mr. Voorhees. Voorhees ripoff. And they... They call a woman who had at some point beaten the curse or somehow survived yeah, the curse. she was the survivor of that camp. Um, and I don't think anything came of that. Well, something does, but that later on. I don't remember what, how they got it out of the room. But they call her and she doesn't answer. And then, oh, this, so they come up with the idea of we'll just kill her. We'll kill Sam and bring her back to life. That'll, that'll, um, that'll lift the curse, which is kind of weird because like, yeah, you kill her, and they okay. She thinks she's dead, but then when she comes back to life, wouldn't would they just come back for her? That doesn't really make yeah. more sense, but whatever. So then they're in the grocery store doing the whole plot of they trying do. to figure out how to kill her. Yeah, there is some pretty cool, gruesome deaths. I like. It's pretty gruesome. Some of the stuff. Yeah, uh, I was not expecting the deaths at the end of the, the last act. Yeah, especially with that to... woman. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the bread slicer, pretty yeah. good one. There's some cool, some cool stuff. People that you thought maybe were gonna live didn't live. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't. The the death thing was kind of weird. Like she ended up just looking like a oh she the they have this whole set of pills. Like one of the girls is a drug dealer. She's people have OD'd and she knows how to OD. It has the perfect. You're gonna need to take these five, then these four, then these five minutes later. It's important you wait five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> actually, it was that one guy that I liked that set that up. He reminded yeah, me. Of, he, had a, he, he had a brother that OD'd or something. Yeah. So he, he must reminded be me of. He reminded me of Aaron Johnson. Is that the guy's name? Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like that could have been played by him. Yeah. I, I felt like a, a, a cheap version of him to me. And then, uh, yeah, he's like the Matthew Lillard character in Scream, the kind yeah, of loud mouth, silly guy. This whole thing is very American Horror Story mm. feeling. Uh, so they set that up, but then the pills get lost. In, in a fight, you know, they lose them. So they don't have the pills. And then she ends up drowning. Oh, yeah, she sees a, a lobster in a tank at the grocery store. I, said, I have an idea. I was like, I didn't get it. What, what? What? I thought maybe the girl was allergic to shellfish. And she's like, we'll have her eat this lobster. And then she'll <laughs> make sushi <laughs> real quick. <laughs> and she'll die. That's really what I thought they were doing. And then all of a sudden, they pan, they're near the tank. And then you see the lobster walking down the the, the fucking uh, the, the aisle with the water trail behind it. And uh, so she just says, oh, yeah, I'll just drown you in this tank. I was like, that's, that's a fucking weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. She just holds her head under until she dies. And then all the, you know, the monsters disappear. But I, the original plan was to use the EpiPens, which are adrenaline, uh, to get her back after the pills. But then they drown her and pull her out. And then they're trying to use the EpiPens. They're using like yeah. nine of them. I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's not going to work. Like, dude, you drown her. Yeah. How about some CPR? <laughs> dude, Sarah and I were saying the same thing. We're like, what are you doing? It's like, it's not working. Just keep yeah. jabbing her. Like, dude, she didn't OD. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> a moment little... where like they use probably six of them. And yeah. Sarah and I are like, dude. And then there's like a moment like, well, I think we lost her. Like, you're not going to try CPR at all. And then she, and then she finally <laughs> does. But I was just like, dude, it took yeah. you a while. It's like, have you ever seen a drowning scene in a movie? <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not a very smart man, but I know what drowning is. 
even Squint's new CPR. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then they finally do that, and she comes back, and I I like the ending. It's a good another kind of scream esque ending where it's subverting all your expectations. Uh, because it's kind of a live happily ever after. Like, oh, we beat it, and then the friends died, and that's kind of a their friends are going to get blamed for all the murders and stuff because they're the ones that died and they have to put it on somebody. And so they're not happy about that, but they're like, well, shit has to happen because nobody will believe us. And so the two girls are at the house together, kind of smooching and laying in bed. And, uh, and then they get a call from the, the girl who survived the camp and says, you tried to call me and ask for me to how to survive. And she's like, yeah, we did. Thanks for getting back to us so promptly. It's over now. We did it. <laughs> we beat her. She's like, no, you didn't. Like, yeah, well, we kind of fucking did. We beat her. She's like, no, it's never over. It's never over. And then, uh, yeah, the girl kind of gets possessed like the first guy did from the mall and stabs her in the stomach and then ends up going crazy. And uh, they just tie her up. Or something. That was the end, right? They didn't do anything else. They just tied her yeah, up. Just tied her up. Yeah, they just tied her up. So yeah, tie her up with a phone cord. She's fucking possessed, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, yeah, she gets her brother. He gets her brother, and she's like, "Look." And then she's like, tied up on the ground. What am I looking at? Is this some, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's going on? Is this some kinky shit or what? Yeah, she's possessed. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> just kinda... <laughs> and so, yeah, that's the end. And then they kind of kind of just a cliffhanger of now she is uh possessed so that was a very interesting i thought that i don't know why that didn't happen in the first place i kind of thought that what was going to happen because that's what she does she possesses new people right yeah and so i thought she was going to get possessed way earlier but it never happened so that's what right. happened then it okay yeah. i was gonna say yeah then it leads to like the i think it's Anne hathaway I don't know if it looked a lot like Anne Hathaway, but they go to the woman who actually survived, the woman who calls them, and then she kind of sits them down to have the speech of like, she's oh. about to tell them the story of the 1974, um, the camp story, and that's kind of... I think it's 1978. 78, that's where the, the story ends. Or the movie ends. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if it was... I don't remember what the girl looked like, but... I do know that the next one, they showed a little bit of that and it has like the other girl from Stranger Things, like yeah, the redhead right one. Yeah. And uh, I like her too. So that looks pretty cool. This, the, I think the next one looks uh, even more interesting than uh, this one. Mm -hmm. Looks like a pretty cool uh, Friday the 13th type movie. Uh, but back to this one. So that's it in a nutshell, baby. What do, you, yeah. what, do we, what do we rate in this bad boy? What do you think? Um... I thought it was okay. Um, I don't think it was a waste of time. So there's that. <laughs> but I don't think it's like in the pantheon of great slasher films, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as um, some of the best. Yeah. I don't think it's even on the list. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't worth watching. I, I had some fun with it. Um, there's some fun parts. I think the school was pretty fun. I thought the grocery store stuff was pretty fun. Um, some of the side characters I liked a lot. Like you said, that one guy was pretty fun. Like there's a moment where in the school, there has kind of a montage of some people having sex and it's kind of implied that he's maybe jerking off. 
anyways all of them come out of the hallway oh, yeah, at yeah. once and he's like did you guys bone did you guys bone <laughs> i had that fucking bone or whatever <laughs> little moments like that were kind of kind of funny um but you know i think that the um, a movie always hinges on a lot of things and one of them it hinges on is the lead character and i think that dina dina's struggle or whatever it is, i guess sam's her struggle but it just wasn't that convincing. I don't think they had any chemistry. Um, I don't think I agree with you. I don't think she was um, a very sympathetic or likable character as a protagonist versus when you look at like Sydney Prescott from scream, she's a sympathetic person you care about, you know, nightmare on Elm street um, Nan with Nancy, all these characters are, or relatable teenagers that you can relate with and a little bit are likable. And yeah, I, don't, I just don't think Dina was all that likable. So I agree with you there. Um, so yeah, I I personally would probably give it a six, six out of ten. All right, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with a seven. I'll give it a solid seven. I think it was watchable. It did some interesting things that I liked. Um, it, very interesting way to do a a trilogy, almost like a TV series, but we're doing a movie series, you know. So I thought it was interesting, and and it looks like it's going to work pretty well because the second one looks good. It looks more yeah. interesting than this one, I think. And then who knows about the like 1600, which one we'll see. Uh, but if that one's even as good as the first one, and then the second one's better than the first one, that, that's a pretty good trilogy. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting way to do it. I, no one's really done it like this. Uh, Friday the 13th kind of did it like this, but never on purpose. You know, They yeah. told like generational tales, but it was never set up from the beginning. Like, okay, we're going to have the, the, the different eras. So I did like that. So I'll give it a seven. I look forward to the second one. Uh, I don't know if we will do a, a regular episode about it because it's coming out soon. Because if we did that, it'd be three weeks of Fear Street. Yeah. But uh, I mean, we could maybe. Uh, but we'll definitely probably get a review on it because I think it looks interesting. I think it's worth, a, worth it. Mm -hmm. Do you know if um, I haven't looked up on this, but do you know if it's a different director in each movie or is, do you think it's the same? I do not know. I do not know. Not looked. that this director was incompetent or anything. I was just curious if no. he like, sw switched it up or anything. I would be surprised if it wasn't different because the second one seems so different to yeah. me. But that's just a crazy different setting and uh, era, so it could just be why it looks so different. Mm -hmm. It could be the same. We'll see. But yeah, overall, but decent. Worth a watch, man. Uh, it looks like the second one's going to get better, so... Might as well watch this one and get ready for the second one. It's just a very interesting way to do things. So I'm glad that R.L. Stein got a rated R movie series. That's pretty cool. Whoever yeah. thought that would happen. The Goosebumps guy. So, yeah. Uh, would you say six? Yeah, they got to give it a six. Six and a seven. That's pretty good. That's worth a watch. It ain't a waste of time. So go check it out. Uh, tell us what you all think. Uh Today is the uh, Fourth of July. We're recording this, so happy Fourth of July, y'all! Yeah, uh, I don't know where y'all live, but we're in the Pacific Northwest, and it's dry as a motherfucker. So don't burn the place down, please. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we're all almost at three hundred subscribers. We, I think, we need one more or two more. We really appreciate it in our first year. Yeah, we're. Uh, please continue to watch, subscribe, and like the videos. Throw some comments if you would. Yeah, one more subscriber. One more. We, we go be there, baby. All right. Thanks, Yag. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, watch the video. Let us know what you think about it. Or the movie. Also, watch our video, too. 
<laughs> yeah, happy 4th of July, everybody. All right, take it easy, y'all. Thanks for watching. Yeah, peace.